Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. My name is Jordan, and with me, as always, is my lovely assistant, Juan. How are you doing? Well, it's great to be back after a long, long, long break. Yeah. Into which my immune system decided to uh, do a ritual for Nurgle and just allowed every disease within my body. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad that you're... Your body's so devout. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a temple for something, all right? It's a temple for something. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> some some disease god from fucking Warhammer. You know, it's sacred to someone. <laughs> sacred to COVID. Sacred to COVID. So how you been, Juan? Uh, our, our, at least our one faithful listener will know that uh, it's been a minute since we recorded one of these. Well, ever, well... Time just passes by nebulously. I don't even know anymore. It doesn't even feel that long, but it's been long. So I've been, you know, just suffering like always. <laughs> yeah, suffer. So last time we were here in the virtual recording zone, we were reading Genesis. And now we've graduated. We've leveled up. We're in season two. Exodus. I'm in tier two of this online school. And uh, <laughs> I haven't found anybody else to join into our uh, pyramid, but... Uh, once I do, I get fifty percent of the revenue. Juan paid the thousand dollars to to get to the next uh, section of our uh, holy book. There was no way otherwise I would have been able to read it. Yeah, yeah. No, no one tell him. By the way, so I was going to give a Genesis recap, but then that ballooned and got stressful. So I decided, let's just skip into Exodus. Maybe we can do a summary later. Ah, uh, cool. We're gonna play this like I played college. Yeah. <laughs> so on. What do you remember about Genesis? Oh my dear God. I should have prepared for this question. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Alright, so there were two firmaments, and I think one of them killed Abel. Then Cain uh, gave Eve the fruit, and Eve was like, this isn't a rib. I can't give this to Adam. And God said... Bro, why you ain't sharing? Now I'm going to condemn you both to immortal life. And now I'm going to curse you guys with heterosexuality. Heterosexuality. That's your curse now. No. Then Abraham went around spreading the word of God and building wells. That was him, right? Uh, no. But but keep going. <laughs> uh, if that wasn't him, then his son Isaac was the one building wells all around the Middle East. There you go. Being the only one to uh, truly keep the word of God and start digging down. It's true. And then his sons got into a bit of a little little bit of conflict by one taking away the birth of right of the other by some soup. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so one one fucked off and uh, went to like 14 years servitude for his wife. And then once he got his wife and an extra bonus wife, because uh, it was a two-for-one deal, <laughs> he came back to his other brother. He was like, well, you could forgive me for stealing your stuff. And the other brother's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> then I forget the exact events, but then I, then came um, the guy who got sold into slavery to Egypt. Why did I forget his name? He was my favorite fanboy. <laughs> It's a good question, but he was Joseph, the best middle manager that Egypt had ever seen. That is true. Uh, then Joseph had dreams, and he uh, went to the pharaoh with those dreams. Well, the pharaoh asked for him, or asked for somebody, because he was having nightmares. And the pharaoh was like, oh yeah, uh, 
look, if, uh, let me just rob these rocks, and uh, let me put this crystal over you, I can read your dreams. And, uh, oh, look, look at the prophecy, it's to completely to my convenience. I, sh I should be the one to manage your crops. And the was like, sounds good to me. And then he did like a whole little uh, psychological torture game on his brothers until he's like, hey guys, it's actually me, your brother, you sold into slavery a couple years ago. Welcome to Egypt. <laughs> uh, population, a bunch of my slaves now because they sold themselves for food. Yeah. And then, uh, that's the last thing I remember. Cool. Oh, they buried, they buried, they buried his father. Yeah. And he, he, oh, yeah, he did, like, the whole ass diss track for most of his yeah, songs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was it. All right. Thank you for your summary, Juan. I've got a little summary I wrote down for the Genesis recap episode. I think I'm going to put it here. Uh, do you want to hear it? Yeah. Let, 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 me, let me fact check myself. Okay. So, to remind both ourselves and the humble listener... Uh, in the very beginning, we got two creation stories, the Terminator and the Terminator Genesis retcon version. The narrative continued with the second Terminator Genesis version, in which Eve and Adam eat the fruit and then get expelled from Eden. They have kids, Cain, Abel, and later Seth. Uh, Cain kills Abel. Seth has a long line of progeny that culminates in Noah. At this point, humans are wrestling dinosaurs too much, and they keep God awake. So he commits exterminatus. Uh... Save Noah and his three kids. Symbolic of three continents. Uh, the one whose descendants would one day be black uh, pissed Noah off, which eventually culminated in Robert E. Lee's surrender at Appomattox Courthouse 70,000 years later or so. Uh, humanity neither filled the earth wide or deep, so God made him speak different languages and spread them all around. Uh, generations of people lived for more than 120 years. Uh, then a man named Abram and his sister wife, Sarai, uh, went on some wacky adventures, like convincing people to sleep with Sarai, changing their names to Sarah and Abraham, talking God down from killing everyone in Sodom, cutting all the men's penises, war, uh, impregnating then banishing slaves, almost killing two of their kids, and all the while God keeps super duper promising them that he's going to have a whole lot of descendants. Oh, also in this part we're introduced to the best character in the Bible, Ephron the Hittite. Next, Abraham's Woo, kid. Ephron. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I love that guy. So next, Abraham's kid, Isaac, marries his cousin, Rebecca, but only after his servant stops to summarize the story so far, like five times or so. After that, Isaac mostly builds wells and does the same thing as, as Abraham did. But soon, Isaac and Rebecca have a couple of twins, uh, Esau, the cool one, and Jacob, the sleazy little nerd. Jacob soon sleezes Esau out of everything important to him and bails to live with Rebekah's brother Laban. Jacob is also promised some descendants by God, then gets sleezed out by Laban when he tricks him into marrying the wrong, the wrong daughter. Uh-oh. After making puns out of the names of all their children, uh, Jacob, his sister wives, and his kids uh, use ancient genetics and Laban's poor understanding of female anatomy to return Jacob home. But Esau still seems pissed, so Jacob wrestles a guy until his hip is yeeted from his socket, thus giving him the name Israel. Esau was also just sort of chill the whole time, he wasn't even mad. Uh, a few crimes against humanity and one Isaac death leader. Uh, we turn our focus to the greatest middle manager of all time, Joseph. He works his way up from boy thrown in pit and sold into slavery up to Pharaoh's uh, right-hand catboy. 
Joseph prepares for a famine across the land, a famine that forces his brothers to come to Egypt to buy grain. After a few mental torture-filled trips back and forth, Joseph's family settles in the land of Goshen, gets some final blessings, then weeps over the death of Jacob for like a month and a half. And that is where we find ourselves. Now on. What did you find familiar about that? And anything you want to highlight that you think will be important for where the story goes from here? Well, probably, you know, Israel's family being in Egypt will probably have something to do with the title of this book being Exodus. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers, Juan. But uh, I think you. I, <laughs> I think you may be on the right track there. <laughs> oh, so it's just kind of like culturally significant thing that the Jews were out of Egypt, or you know, something like that. They had to start somewhere. Yeah. And that the book called Exodus. <laughs> yeah, and that brings us to my next point. It's gonna be unavoidable that you're gonna know the broad outlines, or just most people are gonna know the broad outlines of at least the first half of this one. There's going to be a lot of stories that we cover that people already know, but I, I am still looking forward to this season. For one, uh, you know, about midway through, at least, uh, it's gonna, it, there's going to be fun surprises. <laughs> that's, that's the part where people stop paying attention. And two, uh, the parts that you already know are going to have some weird little bits in them as well that are going to be fun to talk about. So yes, people are going to know, you know, the rough outline, Pharaoh, plagues, Moses, let my people go, shit. But but I, I'm still looking forward to this one. Yeah, we're also going to talk about the stuff your preacher gets embarrassed to talk about. And the stuff he gets uncomfortable when you ask him about. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Alright, you ready to get back into things, Juan? Alright, let's go. Alright, getting back into the Bible. We're going to start with one of our favorite things the Bible does. You ready? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're talking about. These are the names of the sons of Israel who ah! came to Egypt with Jacob, each with his household. <laughs> Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin. Dan and Naphtali. Gad and Asher. The total number of people born to Jacob was 70. Joseph was already in Egypt. Thankfully, thankfully that's it. <laughs> then Joseph died, and all his brothers, and that whole generation... But the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, so that the land was filled with them. Goddamn, motherfucking 70 kids! Now, Ain't I'm no not way you sure. love them all. I didn't do a lot of research into this one, but I'm not sure if that's exactly what it means. Just You mean just descendants directly from Jacob? Yeah, it oh, might be could, him and his... Him, him, his kids, and his kids' kids. I think, maybe. Now, granted, I didn't look this up, to be honest. But I, I'm just I'm just glad they didn't list too many people off. But this is a really funny list because it's like Simeon, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan. <laughs> yeah, just normal names mixed with weird names, which is the fun the fun part about reading this is just uh you you see the ones that people liked enough to turn into like regular given names, and then you see the ones that that just sort of went by the wayside. Back in the Victorian era, they were like using all these names they were like huh i wonder what be a good name for my dear darling uh damn all these names are god awful <laughs> i guess i'll just choose dan i guess i'll just go with reuben <laughs> why the kids at school will definitely make fun of my before poor near nafatali so i better <laughs> not name her that <laughs> 
Hmm. Should I name my child Levi? Or should I name my son Issachar? Hmm. Nah, too many syllables. <laughs> That's for the French and the Spanish to deal with. <laughs> Levi it is. Now on. You may remember the sort of happily ever after at the end of Genesis, right? When Joseph forgives his brother and dies as an old man. And everybody gets a cab-made outfit, yeah. Well, the bad news is that the good times can't last forever. Oh no, and... they took away the outfits again. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, they don't stay good for the, for the reasons that things usually don't stay good. Uh, systematic racism. Oh, how relatable. <laughs> well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Look, the Israelite people are more numerous and more powerful than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase and, in the event of war, join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with forced labor. They built supply cities, Pithom and Ramesses, for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread, so that the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. The Egyptians subjected the Israelites to hard servitude, and made their lives bitter with hard servitude, in mortar and bricks, and in every kind of field labor. They were ruthless in all the tasks that they imposed on them. Oh, hey, look, it's a Trump 2024 outline. Oh, wow, it's, uh, I'm Big MAGA 14 on, on Twitter. Pharaoh literally said the Israelites are committing white genocide. Yeah, he's, Pharaoh, Pharaoh's literally afraid of the Great Replacement. <laughs> He didn't think Israelites could possibly integrate into Egyptian society. Oh no, we gotta oppress them before they start oppressing us. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty good reason there. That's for all his reasoning. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, now, now don't worry, Juan. I, I, I hear that tone in your voice, and I'm picking up on, on what you really want. You want things to get worse, right? You want like an atrocity, right? My last name is West, yes. <laughs> well, let's read these next few verses and see what, see what they have to offer us. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Sifra, and the other Pua, When you act as midwives to the Hebrew women, and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, kill him, but if it is a daughter, she shall live. Oh, no. But the midwives feared God, Juan. They did not do as the king of Egypt commanded, but they let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this? And allowed the boys to live. The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. So God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, Every son that is born to the Hebrews you shall throw into the Nile, but you shall let every daughter live. Three paragraphs in, and we got our first genocide, Juan. We're back! Woo! Woo! But I love how the excuse is like, oh, we're just too late. We're just always too late on them. And the pro's like, oh, fuck, I guess there's nothing I can do. <laughs> nothing I can do except mobilize my entire populace. Yeah, the plan with the, plan with the midwives just failed. He's like, oh, well, time for full-on slaughter. I guess time for a, for a pogrom. Guess we're ready for a pogrom now. Now don't worry, Juan, because uh, one person will benefit from this, thus making the whole thing okay. You ready to hear about that? 
right. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> now, a man from the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine baby, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and plastered it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds of the bank of the river. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that's a loophole. Yeah, less of a, a loophole, I feel like, more than a, a crime, but like a righteous crime. I assume if if it wasn't a fine baby, she she wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, if it was just <laughs> it was just okay, baby, then that thing could just go head first into the Nile. Well, I I don't know if it wasn't an okay baby. It was fine, you know. <laughs> I like to think that it was just like it's like oh this baby's kind of shitty. Mm. Versus oh this is this is a fine baby. It's fine. No, but, I, <laughs> but you're reading it wrong. I think it's like, oh, he's a fine baby. You know? No, yeah. Like, it's the high type of fine, not fine. It's this is fine. $1,000 baby versus the $1 <laughs> convenience store bought baby. <laughs> nah. In all seriousness, you're right. But I like to think. I like to imagine. <laughs> well, the English language sucks so much where, like, if just the intonation on fine... It's like means two completely different things on the same spectrum. <laughs> fine. Yeah. And fine. Like what the fuck? There's a broken <laughs> language. Yeah. We only read right to left like the patrician uh Joseph. <laughs> yeah, we read left to right like a bunch of fucking communists. Like a bunch of fucking barbarians. Like a bunch of communist barbarians. If we were righteous men, if we were righteous, we would start from the right. Duh. Yeah, true. Alright, let's keep reading this. You ready? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just checking. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. When she opened it, she saw the child. He was crying, and she took pity upon him. This must be one of the Hebrews' children, she said. Then his sister said to the Pharaoh's daughter, I shall go and get... Shall I go and get you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, because, she said, I drew him out of the water. Oh my god, of course it's a fucking fun. Yeah, although I should emphasize this, that this one is probably a false etymology. There's a little bit of disagreement on what Moses means. One prominent idea is that it's an Egyptian name with the same root as like Top Moses and Ramoses, which is Ramses. Basically like born of. Okay. It, I think it would sometimes get shortened. You know, like basically like born of a god, like Tote and Ra. In this case, we're of the same god that gave King Arthur his sword. Or whatever that had to have. I don't know, it came out of a river. Wait, what? The Born of the Lady of the Lake? <laughs> well, it came, it came from the water. I, I think it sounds kind of similar to the Hebrew word to draw. Or like to draw something out of water. So that's what Exodus says. But but like it's also very similar to 
you know, Egyptian names, basically. Uh, okay. So it's also thought that it's Egyptian. I am talking about this without any qualification, but it makes more sense to me that Pharaoh's daughter will name her son after an Egyptian name. Yeah. And not yeah. a Hebrew name while he, her dad was committing a genocide on those on the Israelites. Yeah, and in addition, I think some of the other prominent names in this story are Egyptian. I think uh, his Moses' brother, who we'll get to probably next episode. But yeah. Um, oh, I also want to emphasize that this whole story is kind of an ancient literary trope. Kids uh, being that, born of the water? Yeah, like, I, it, it's particularly similar to the birth story of our favorite right-wing Near Eastern leader, Sargon of Akkad. Like, what? All, yeah, like, not, not, not the YouTuber, actually, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, he was literally put in a papyrus basket stuffed with pitch i thought the guy was just like i thought the guy was just like a governor that turned emperor or something like that i didn't know he had mythology attached to him yeah i mean when you're a governor turned emperor after a while you get a mythology attached to you i mean you know that's really common for ancient leaders i mean it's it it literally happened for you know jesus fucking christ (laughs) which we'll get to in a billion years but (laughs) So, like, what's what's the agreed-upon reasoning for this? Is it just, like, a story that every culture took as, as their own? I was like, actually, this happened to one of our great, you know, one of our great forefathers. And then the other one's like, no, it happened to one of ours. It's just sort of a trope of, like, I, I don't know exactly, but I think it's sort of a uh, a thing where people like to give their leaders, like, sort of, like, you know, these crazy birth. birth stories. I mean, it happened everywhere from, like, china to eurasia you know and i think that it's just sort of like there are a few ways to go about it and maybe that story was floating around for something i mean those two cultures were like you know influenced from like similar points and like you know had i don't think they're exactly contemporaneous but like you know they were sort of drawing from the same cultural milieu and had like sort of some overlap culturally yeah you know what that makes sense because that happens a lot right now too like you know superman and goku yeah, yeah. Or uh, Goku and Sonic both turning yellow after collecting seven of something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, very ancient origins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure none of those things have any connection to each other. Speaking of Goku, uh, you, Juan, you may think we're going to continue the story right here, but the Bible actually immediately cuts from the childhood adventures of Exodus to the more serious and mature anime, Exodus Z. Oh, Bible. Uh, <laughs> at it again. <laughs> Oh, such silly you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope Moses goes super Hebrew. <laughs> I hope we get to see that. I haven't read... <laughs> I'm like a lazy te- I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a teacher improvising. I'm reading one like one lesson ahead of you. <laughs> I, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, you you ready you ready to get into into Exodus Z one. Alright, let's go into Exodus Z. <laughs> <laughs> one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. Oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> they have prehistoric John Brown, holy shit. <laughs> John Brown's a body lies a moldering in the crib. Yeah, no, uh, went went from baby to radical abolitionist in the in the in the course of like 
three sentences. <laughs> Man, it took John Brown like a couple of failed leather businesses. <laughs> <laughs> it only took this guy just a whiff of it. <laughs> like, mm, this oppression shit, I don't like it at all. Slavery? <laughs> in, my ba- in my literal backyard? Hell nah. <laughs> when he went out the next day, he saw two Hebrews fighting. And he said to the one who was in the wrong, Why do you strike your fellow Hebrew? He answered, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Uh... Oh, the fucking comeback of the century. (laughs) (laughs) Then Moses was afraid and thought, Surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh. He settled in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. The priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came to draw water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. But some shepherds came and drove them away. Moses got up and came to their defense and watered their flock. When they returned to their father, Reuel, he said, How is it that you came back so soon today? They said, An Egyptian helped us against the shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Where is he? Why did you leave the man? Invite him in to share a meal. Moses agreed to stay with the man, and he gave Moses his daughter Zipporah in marriage. She bore a son, and he named him Gershom, for he said, I have been an alien residing in a foreign land. Oh my god. Yeah, we've... So so in these last couple paragraphs, we've done a speed run of Genesis. We've gone straight from from creation birth to abbreviated murder, to being on the lamb, to, to marrying a pastoral woman, to Wells... <laughs> Into becoming a pa- pastoral patriarch. I'm not saying finding back a couple of shepherds is hard or easy, but like that was kind of an easy, easy give right there. It's like, oh, <laughs> you fought off a group of men. Here's my daughter's life. Up to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, shit happened real quick. I remember the past endeavors being a bit more complicated. Like fuck, just like not a few generations ago, you had to go 14 years. It's a I mean, also, to be fair, a few generations ago, people lived to be 257 instead of 194 now, I assume, so... Ah, damn, you're right. <laughs> so I guess shit goes faster these days. Yeah, you had to do, like, the 14-year trial, but now nah, nobody got time for that. So, you know, you gotta do the one thing. You only get one shot to not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> But this opportunity only comes once in 120 years. Damn. When I have a kid, I'm gonna I'm follow the Bible, and I'm gonna name him Grind after all the grinding I've been doing. <laughs> I'm just gonna name my kid after whatever I'm thinking about in my life in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> why, Dad, why is, why is my sister named Roses? Because your mom loves Roses. Oh, thanks, Dad. No problem, Phalanx. <laughs> no problem, systematic oppression. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, overdue library books. <laughs> no problem, taxes. <laughs> that I haven't paid in five years. No problem, IRS audit. <laughs> and now I'm running from woke IRS agents. The wokest of the of the governmental bureaucracies. Uh, okay. After a long time, the king of Egypt died. Wow, what a surprise. Is... <laughs> Who'd have thought, right? 
The Israelites groaned under their slavery and cried out. Their cry for help rose up to God from their slavery. God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God looked upon the Israelites and God took notice of them. Oh my God, this guy sucks. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, did I leave them down there? Fuck, like, I hmm. forgot. I feel like Man, I'm forgetting something. Why, why didn't a rainbow pop up anytime soon? I would have remembered earlier. <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting something. What? What's that noise? Oh shit. <laughs> What, what was it? Did I leave the fucking tap running? Did I... <laughs> and, then he sl- and then he goes like, why, why nobody rem- remind me? And then all the angels are like, sorry, we've been reminding you every year. There's no way that this... You know, I forgot my bad, but there is also no way that this could have happened any differently. There's nothing that could have... <laughs> no, no way to have avoided this. How also, sad. What is Very he busy doing? Like, the entire world is only like the Middle East egypt and maybe like a bit of like southern europe like what is he taking care of <laughs> yeah i mean is he like just I like mean, poking it, the firmament like people pop bubble wrap <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I guess it explains why there are so few miracles these days with the with the population having exploded since then <laughs> it's like i have so many fuckers to take care of i'm i'm just not even gonna bother i i probably i promised him as many people as there are stars, and there's definitely as many people as there are observable stars, so my job's here is done. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, they got new telescopes? When the fuck do they do that? <laughs> Wait, those telescopes fly now? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they fly now? They fly now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like full fucking uh, Star Wars 9. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God they can't see me. <laughs> You're also going to be asking a lot of questions right now. <laughs> they got to get the mega telescopes going to see me. I still got a couple thousand years. <laughs> All right. Classic story alert. You ready, Juan? Uh, yeah. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight, and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. He was afraid to look at God because he didn't know who any of those people were. <laughs> I like to think. I like to think that history was just lost at that point. He's like, oh shit, maybe this is just none of my business. <laughs> look, this, this might be the wrong guy. I'm just gonna... <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna pretend I don't hear him. <laughs> and also... The bush is burning and it's not going out and you're seeing phases in it? Moses, you're fucking high! Get out of there! That's what the Rastas think, man. <laughs> That's what Rastafarianism conjectures. I, uh, he also said the line, which is which is always good. He said the here I am. If this podcast ever gets to the point where we make merch, that's gonna be on the shirt. Yeah. It's gonna be like some horrific political stuff going on. It's just gonna be, here I am. Like right. in a fucking Seinfeld 
or fucking just meme font. <laughs> fucking impact font. It's gonna be here I am, bottom text. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see if uh, Moses ever learns who any of these people are. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land, to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. Now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. And then stop calling me God and start calling me Andrew Jackson. Ah, because of having people move... Move. From a place. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's the only connection there. Just picturing like a B, like a Markiplier B style meme where it's just Andrew Jackson and move. Move. <laughs> Bottom text. Alright, so 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 God. Uh, God's not gonna fucking uh, compensate for the last several decades of negligence. Or will he? We're about to find out, actually. Or actually, pretty soon. Not quite yet, but. But God. Uh, has has now definitely remembered those guys and issues a quest you know to to his chosen chosen person to get him out of there but moses uh being a human has logistics questions are you ready all right moses since i i, I can literally just pick them up sim style and drag them somewhere else but uh, <laughs> i don't want to do that so that's gonna be you pal you're gonna <laughs> yeah. lead them by lemmings out of egypt and by lemmings <laughs> i mean the video game he doesn't have bb.move objects on though so He's trying. He's trying to. He's trying to do a. Uh, he's trying to do a free will playthrough. Oh, okay. But Moses said to God, "If I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me what is his name, what shall I say to them?" God said to Moses, "I am who I am." He said further, "Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you." God also said to Moses, "Thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord." The God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And if they ask for an even more specific name, tell them it's Descartes. <laughs> so, this is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. So, I want to give some context for that last bit especially. This, this is sort of an origin for the name Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, transliterated. God's basically right now revealing his name to Moses. In modern Hebrew, the phrase, he will be who he will be. In ancient Hebrew, tenses worked differently than they do now. But in modern Hebrew, the phrase, he will be, is basically Yahweh. So basically here, God is revealing his title to Moses. In that last, the Lord, he says, he will be the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. He's basically telling Moses that his name is Yahweh. And when when that comes up in the Bible written, because in the original Hebrew, it would be written out, the Y-H-W-H, you know, equivalents would be written on the page. 
but when read out loud by anyone, it was blasphemous to actually say it, so you would say the Lord. And so in modern Bibles, when Yahweh is said, the Lord, it is written in its place instead of those four Hebrew letters. Wait, so those same, so those Hebrew letters also, also say I am, he is who he is, or? They also say he is. Oh, okay. Or he will be, specifically now. It's like, it's, it's the phrase will be, but with the, I believe the, uh, you know, the, the third person conjugation, I guess. Okay, I think I think I understand that. Which is interesting because the phrase Yahweh in the Bible has already been used to describe God. And when we get a little bit more into who wrote what in the Bible and what it all means, that's going to be significant. So keep that in your back pocket for however long that takes. But this is an origin story for the title Yahweh. Even though it's already for been the name Yahweh. Or at least brought up. It, even though it's already been used. They were just like, gosh, I, I think we forgot to explain that part. Oh, well, we'll do it right now. Yeah. Yeah, or something. Wait, so it's blasphemy to say his name, like his actual name? Yeah. Why? I, I think it goes into the sort of nature of, like, what is sacred. I forget if it's Latin or, like, a Hebrew equivalent where the word sacred literally means something kept apart. Something put, you know, put to the side, put in its own special little place. I think that it's sort of a thing of things to do with God, things close to God should be avoided because of their power, and so should therefore be sort of put in a separate space of their own. Oh, okay. so it's like Obama's real name. Like, you can never say it, so you have to say everything around it. <laughs> I, 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 I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of the same reason that, Mo that Moses averted his eyes earlier. Where he doesn't want to look at the at the face yeah, of God. Yeah, he's like, oh no, that's too pure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get that. I, as a commoner, as a being in a mortal shell, am not not fit to look at the divine. Yeah, and moreover, this will come up a lot more in the Bible if it hasn't already. But uh, there's a lot of talk of if you look at the face of God, you will die. You cannot you cannot do that and survive. Oh shit! Yeah. So like, if that happens, do you go to heaven or not? Because that'd be pretty awkward if you did. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I, that might be a gap in theology. But also, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to look at God die and then go to hell. Because then I've, I've, I, because I don't know that that that's like that's his fault, not yours. If we want get, want to get into a theology tangent, actually, uh, one of the thoughts, one of, one of the things I heard growing up from somebody who went to seminary, or I think I heard this in high school, is that. You know, basically the Catholic the Catholic headcanon for heaven and hell is that when you die, you go into the presence of God, and if you are pure and 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 ready, then you then then you survive, and if you don't, then your soul is obliterated because God and sin cannot exist in the same places. So hell is just oblivion. Yeah, which sort of made it lose its sting for me. Because like, that's I, not I, scary. I, I, no, that's just what's gonna happen to me regardless. Yeah, I don't believe any of that after lifestyle. So when I die, I'm just gonna—I just refer to it as death as like the void. Yeah, because like it sounds yeah. cooler, not lame. Like why do the religious people get to keep the mystique of death? I want—I want some of it too. So I either call it oblivion or you know the void. Like oh, where, you, where do you think you're gonna go? Fucking the void. Sounds cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm in the same camp. But that's the same thing Catholics believe, and it's like you just make yourselves a whole lot less interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, you you ready for more of the for more of the plan, more of the master plan one? 
All right, that's let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, GTA God. Go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have given heed to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. I declare that I will bring you up out of the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. Also, you'll meet your favorite hero, Ephron the Hittite. We can only hope. I hope he's still alive. You think? Also, this is kind of like, we've been there. It's not a land of milk and honey. Like, you, you can't lie to us, we just there. <laughs> like, there's some caves around where you can, bur- like, bury your wives. That's pretty cool. It's a lot of wells. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely ready for Ephron to just be an immortal character that keeps coming back. I really hope. <laughs> and when they get to the land and they don't find milk and honeys, Ephron at the end of the uh, river being like, "Oh shit, y'all wanting some of that? I just ate the last of it. I just ate the last. I just ate the last honey and drank the last milk. Sorry, guys." And also, do any of these people know who any of, who Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob are at this point? Uh, my maybe, guess maybe, is that it's somewhere back there. Maybe they knew Joseph, considering he was the one who was governing Asia for a while. But I wouldn't know any of these people to know Abraham. I think, if anything, it'd be a sort of thing passed down via stories. If, which you know, this is this is a, this is sort of a legendary, if not mythical, period. Anyway, so you know, it, I, I I guess it's just taken as read that they know these guys. Oh yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. They know them, all right. Yeah, or at least have heard of them. They will listen to your voice, and the elders of Egypt shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us now go a three days journey into the wilderness, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. I know, however, that the king of Egypt will not let you go except by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders that I will perform in it. After he will let you go. I will bring this people into such favor with the Egyptians that, when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Each woman shall ask her neighbor, and any woman living in the neighbor's house, for jewelry of silver and of gold and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so that you shall plunder the Egyptians. Not only will I set you free, I will bitch-slap Egypt into giving them your shit. I- you will not just go, you will go with the fucking drip. You will take the drip with you. That's kind of badass, though. So that's his reparations plan. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> also, is it a sin to lie if God tells you to lie? Well, I mean, has God declared lying a sin yet? I don't think he has. No, yeah, I guess that. I guess that comes actually pretty soon. So <laughs> he was like, "Damn, lying is really resourceful. It's really helped me out here." But it would suck if somebody <laughs> did it to me. Damn. I guess I better make this illegal. <laughs> I never thought leopards would eat my face. <laughs> Even though I, I, I actually made them to eat faces. Yeah. But, the, but if they saw my face, I thought they'd die. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> then Moses answered, But look, they may not believe me or listen to me, but say, The Lord did not appear to you. Which is a very good point. <laughs> the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. He said, Throw it on the ground. <laughs> so he threw it. So I threw it on the ground. <laughs> Fuck the so system. So he threw man. it on the. So he threw the staff on the ground, and it became a snake. 
And Moses drew back from it. (laughs) Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and seize it by the tail. So he reached out his hand and grasped it, and it became a staff in his hand, so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. He gave them a trick weapon. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's better than fucking pocket sand. That's staff snake. Yeah, here you go with the staff. You press um, if you press all two, it turns into a snake. (laughs) It's like a bloodborne weapon. That's exactly what I'm referencing. (laughs) It's for it's for crowd control. (laughs) (laughs) Who's you're gonna need to do a lot when you're gonna get into the king's court? Again the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. He put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was diseased, as white as snow. Then God said, Put your hand back into your cloak. So he put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his body. If they will not believe you or heed the first sign, they may believe the second sign. If they will not believe even those two signs, or listen to you, Take some water from the Nile and pour it on the ground, and the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Look, God, I know because like you're surrounded by like all this mysticism, you might not know, but if like a staff became a snake in front of me, I fucking believe whatever the guy was telling me. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 Juan, uh, if he didn't if he didn't give him a second sign, we wouldn't have. Confirmed that uh, whiteness is a disease. And that's that's an important Bible lore. Yeah, that's the second thing I was about to say. God said whiteness is a disease, so... <laughs> you know. They'll come with me with the Bible. Because then I'll come back at you with it and just like, Oh yeah, white person? Here, look at this! And then they'll be like, White as snow. Diseased. And they'll be like, Oh no, my life's a lie. <laughs> also, uh... You know, later on, Jesus will have turned water into wine, but Moses turns water into fucking blood. So that's that's cooler, I think. That's a lot more metal. It's it, it seems to me like a, like a prototype, because when God was working out the kinks to that power, first he came out blood. He's like, I really see how this is useful. <laughs> so he so then he uh, refined it more and gave it to Jesus, and then it turns into wine. And God's like, Yeah, that's hella baller. <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh this is water into red substance 1.0 and then Jesus gets like 1.2. But with, but yeah, the imagery is so much cooler with Moses and with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you know, Jesus is Jesus is a little more lighthearted, a little more like, "Hey, I'm here to have fun." Moses is like, "I'm here I'm here to get down to fucking business. Check this out." Snakes, disease, and blood. What does Jesus have, like, bread, wine, and, like, I don't know, uh... Water walking on it? Yeah. I guess he literally did bring someone back from the dead, which is, which, 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 you know, a little comparable here, I'd say. Yeah, necromancy's cool. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. This Moses guy's... Wait, because if it's against a person's will, I guess it's not. Uh, Mm. uh... Ah, well. Questions for later. Mixed bag, yeah. Right now we gotta get to, uh, mystical John Brown here. Yeah, right now we gotta be- get back to Moses fucking whining and complaining. Asking all these questions. Oh, why are you oppressing my people? Why are you torturing? Why are you committing genocide? It's like, ah, come on, dude. What if they don't believe Why are you gonna me? be such a snowflake? Come on. 
<laughs> well, his his hand was literally white for a while in his defense. Moses <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, "You gotta stop oppressing my people," and and the uh, the pharaoh would be like, "Man, are you trying to cancel me right now?" <laughs> <laughs> can't be- can't believe castle culture has gone this far. I'm trying to strip away my slaves. These fucking woke Hebrew moralists. <laughs> <laughs> just because they've literally talked to God and God said, please stop doing this. They think they have the moral high ground. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, Moses has got one more question here. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now that you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Me too, Moses. That- Me too. <laughs> Then the Lord said to him, Who gives speech to mortals? Who makes the mutant deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be your mouth and teach you what you are to speak. But he said, Oh my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, What of your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Even now he is coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, his heart will be glad. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. It's a weird sentence. He indeed shall speak for you to the people. He shall serve as a mouth for you and you shall serve as God for him. Take in your hand this staff with which you shall perform the signs. Wow, Moses. He, like, guy's literally offering to take over control of the controller. You're still like, nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, you're not going to be doing anything. You're an autopilot. God God makes a good point in this one. Like, dude, I control that. I make that one way or another. Yeah, one, I think Moses just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, one of, the few, one of the few times God is right. It's like, dude, don't worry about it. I am God. I will take care of it. All you got to do is be there. One of the times God is reasonable in this fucking story so far. It's like, I don't want to do it. I'll even have your brother do it for you and you just be there. No. Oh my God, whatever. I'm taking I'm taking control of your body. It's like, mm, fine. Okay. You, Aaron will do it, right? Aaron's good with that. Just have him do it, but, but you'll... It'll be from you. It's still got to be from you, man. I love these little stories where God just compromises with people like fucking... Like the fucking Abraham one. <laughs> Where he's like, if there's if there's ten people, I won't. Will will you kill him? He's like, no. If there's ten people, I won't kill anyone. What if there's five? No, if there's five people, I won't kill him. <laughs> I got such a pushover, dude. But you know, at least he's at least he's finally gonna do something good, liberate the slaves. Or yeah. so I think. That's how it goes. Prove me wrong. You're probably gonna prove me wrong. <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll see. I won't spoil it. But now, but now Moses is armed with a staff and the ability to, to gain white privilege at will. So he's so, so so now he prepares to return to Egypt, and we'll see how that goes next time. Juan, what what how'd you like coming back into it? It's it's like riding a bike. You know, you think like, oh damn, I can probably can't do it again, and you're like, oh no, I I I have always been able to do this just at a shit rate. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little shittier than last time, but I, I sure can still do it. Hell yeah. Now, the real question is going to be, will I be able to edit this in a timely manner? Who's to say? <laughs> well, it was fun being back. 
Yeah, no, I, we we have fun here. Good luck editing that middle section. <laughs> you know, throughout like the the whole news cycle that we've been absent, especially with governors trying to ban books, and then those laws being Uno flipped on them to ban the Bible. I've I've always had in my head, damn, if only we kept doing this podcast, like I know what the hell they're talking about. Like I don't know what parts <laughs> of the Bible they're referencing, but I can't because Jordan told me not to read the Bible. <laughs> So I'll never know what uh, they're talking this is, about. This is your burden to bear, Juan. And I thank you for your uh, for your compliance. Yeah. In 20 years, you will know everything that they were talking about on in April of 2023. <laughs> in, 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 to, in 2020, in 2040, when like almost all the books are banned from public education, and Ron DeSantis is president five time five terms in a row, I'm gonna I'm gonna suddenly have the realization is like. Oh shit, that's what they were talking about back 20 years ago. Holy fuck. That's kind of smart. Yeah, too bad I didn't do it for the other 50 states. <laughs> and now I'm in chains because uh, I'm Mexican and my uh, servitude is to uh, scrub alligators all day. <laughs> and you have to pay quadruple taxes for it. <laughs> yeah, the Santa's like, look, the alligators are, uh, because of my policies, Alligators are going extinct in Florida, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bust them everywhere else, and you gotta take care of them. <laughs> Twenty alligators get off a bus in downtown Manhattan, thinking that they were getting zoo jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up in uh, my, <laughs> what's what's that place called? Martha's Vineyard. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, one. Thanks for thanks for podding with me. And thanks for inviting me. All right. Good to see you again, Juan. Good, good, good to pod for everyone. Uh, everyone, have a good day. Bye.